Good morning. It's time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on our website. We are so happy that you've joined us in this brand new year. And I would just pray for you, not just wish for you, but pray for you as the Word of God says, I wish above all things that you be in good health and prosper even as your soul prospers. Well, in order for you to prosper as your soul prospers, we want to give you some soul food this morning. And that is the the wonderful Word of God. Amen. There's a lot of things you can eat for your body, but when you go to the Scripture, you eat something spiritually for your soul. Praise God. And as your soul prospers, it's going to affect every other part of your life. Hallelujah. Amen. But it's going to do it in a way that nothing and no one else can do. So we're looking to the Holy Spirit to help us today as we continue the subject that God has laid on my heart to begin like a keynote message for this coming brand new year. And it is living as day people in a sin-darkened world. Now, there's no doubt about it. We live in a sin-darkened world. But listen to the scriptures. We're going to read them again out of 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 1 through 11. It says, But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. This is not setting a date, perfectly knowing a date, but the condition of his coming will be as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them, as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all, if you're a Christian today, I want you to listen carefully to verse 5. You are all children of the light and the children of the day. We are not of the night or darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that be drunken are drunken in the night. But let us, who are of the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as ye also do. Glory be to God. Amen. I want to, I want to read the scripture because out of, out of second Peter chapter three, verse 10 through 14, that, that has to do with how we as children of the day, enlightened people that understand the coming of the Lord is near and the day of the Lord hasteneth greatly. We who understand the rapture of the church, and I do believe in a pre 
tribulation rapture because the tribulation is it is absolutely designated as the wrath of God, the justifiable anger and judgment of God. And we just read here clearly that we are not, as believers, both Jew or Gentile, we are not appointed to wrath, but to obtain salvation. That's not just saved by the forgiveness of our sins, but literally kept from that day of the Lord that is coming. Praise God. Amen. I'm so glad to be a Christian this morning. If you're a Christian, you should be glad too. Because in the midst of all of the chaos and crisis that we are in, we know man will not self-destruct. A day is coming. And when that day comes, the day of the Lord, he will pour out his wrath upon all the inhabitants of the earth. And the Bible said they shall not escape. But we are told in the, to, to, to beware of, of surfeiting, drunkenness, the cares of this life, that that day would overtake us as a thief. Amen. And to pray that we might be able to escape all these things. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, I'm so glad God has made a way of escape from my sins through the shed blood of Jesus and thereby escape the judgment to come. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to Second Peter chapter 3 beginning with verse 10. It says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then, see, see it said you know perfectly well. Listen, God wants you and I to be, to clearly understand, to know perfectly about these things and to react to that perfect knowledge that this is going to occur very, very soon. It should affect the way we live our life. We should be living as children of light, enlightened children of God in a sin-darkened world. Seeing then, verse 11, that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing, here it is again, that you look for such things. Be diligent that you may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. Amen. Listen, friend, the coming of the Lord is near. And we know what's coming after the coming of the Lord. We know about the day of the Lord. We know about the catching away of the church. We understand these things. And if we do, then it should begin to have a strong impact on the way that we live our life, on our priorities, amen, in this last of the last days. Let me read you something that G. Campbell Morgan said, the famous former minister of Westminster Chapel in London. In his book, How to Live, 
he told about a conversation he had after he finished preaching one evening. A man approached Morgan to tell him that he had invited a fellow employee, one with whom he had worked for five years, to attend the service. He then said, and I quote, My suggestion came as quite a surprise to my friend. He responded to my invitation by saying, Are you a Christian? And when I answered, Yes, I am, he replied, Well, I am too. Here we had worked beside each other for years, and we never knew, listen carefully, we never knew that we were both believers in Christ. Wasn't that funny? To the man's surprise, Morgan retorted, Funny? No, it isn't funny at all. You both need to be born again. It was inconceivable, you see, to Morgan, that two men could be truly saved, work side by side for five years, and not be aware of their kinship as brothers in Christ. You see, friend, real salvation produces real works. I didn't say sinless perfection. I did not say we are saved by works. I'm saying if you get saved, there is a radical change of your values, a radical change in your attitude, a radical change in everything in your life. Amen. We become a new creation, not the old man made over or made better, but something that is brand new. Baptism is a great representation of what spiritually happens when you really get saved, when you really, I'm going to say it again, when you really get saved. Amen. We are baptized into Christ by the Holy Spirit. As we go down in the water, we are buried with Him. Amen. The old man is, 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 is not in control anymore. But this new, regenerated, spirit man inside the old man, hallelujah, has become brand new. And we are buried with Him in baptism and we are raised with Him to walk in the newness of life. Amen. We are created through that process of the Spirit of God at work in us. Amen. To be children of light and no longer children of darkness, servants of God and no, more, no longer the servants of self and the devil. Listen, we struggle with our weak flesh, but this is a battle that we will can and will win if we begin to want to by the help of the Holy Spirit, to live as children of the day. And we begin to walk in the Spirit and not give place to the flesh. There was a Christian song introduced a few years ago entitled, I'm Going to Live What I Believe. This is God's call to His people, His children, to walk in the light, day people in a sin-darkened world. There, if you're a true Christian, I'm going to make this statement today. There are three distinctives that mark you as a day person. A son or daughter of the light. Number one, you have a new identity. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 4 and 5 says, But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. 
One translation says you are all sons and daughters of light. The first thing Paul wants us to know is that we have a new identity because of Jesus Christ. Look at verse 5. You are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We do not belong to the night nor to the darkness. Notice what he says. You are all. There are really no categories of Christians. You're either in the light or you are in the darkness. And if you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you are a child of the light. The prince of darkness has no claim on us. We have been completely delivered from his dark domain. Listen to Colossians 1, 11, I mean 12 and 13. Colossians 1, 12 and 13 says, Giving thanks to the Father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son. Listen, we are no more imprisoned in the darkness of deception. We are no longer chained in the darkness of depravity. We are no longer the captives of spiritual death. Hallelujah. I like Colossians 1. And verse 13 in one translation, listen, I like this one. It says, for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. In the Bible, darkness represents ignorance, spiritual blindness and wickedness. As sons of the light, we have all the blessings and privileges associated with being sons of the King of Glory. Hallelujah. And the first step in living what we believe as children of the light is to understand and appropriate and live out and flesh out our new identity. Listen to 1 John 3 and verse 2. It said, Beloved, now we are the sons of God. Now we are the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Hallelujah. One, one scholar of scripture says, uh, says it this way in a paraphrase. But friends, that's exactly who we are. Children of God. And that's only the beginning. Who knows how we'll end up. What we know is that when Christ is openly revealed, we'll see him. And in seeing him, we will become like him. Sons of light, dear friend, are sons of God. We have a new identity as children of light. And number two, we have a different behavior. That should affect the way that we live. First Thessalonians 5, 6 through 8. Listen to it. Let us, let, therefore let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Remember, children of the day do not sleep as children of the night. Let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, and they that are drunken are drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. Since we have a new identity, we have a new master. 
Glory be to God. First Thessalonians 5 said, So let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be alert and self-controlled. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober or self-controlled, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and hope as of salvation as a helmet. Listen, this is a time for every child of God to stand and be counted and begin to live what we believe. Jesus taught that we're to be the light in contrast to the darkness, the salt of the earth, a preserving force in contrast to the user-friendly apostate religious system. We as day people simply cannot embrace and envy the world and truly represent the kingdom of God. Ephesians 5, 8 through 10 says it this way, For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to to it from another translation. It says, For though your hearts were once full of darkness, now you are full of light from the Lord, and your behavior should show it. Can I get an amen out there? If we are truly light in the Lord, then we should be walking in the light. Our behavior should show this. You see, the Bible said that that men would see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. And good works is not just, just about what even children of darkness can do good works in terms of being a philanthropist, someone who gives to the poor. You can serve meals in the soup line or the, on Christmas or New Year's. You can, you can give blankets to a, a man or money to a man on the street. And that's a good work. And of course, Christians should do that. But our good works transcend what anyone who is unsaved does, because our good works have to do with how we hold our Lord in our heart and whether we begin to live according to His Word instead of the culture around us. That's why the Bible said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things are become new. We, we, we are called to behave what we believe. Amen. Hallelujah. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and I will receive you and touch not the unclean thing. That's the kind of works that identify us as followers of Jesus and show the world around us that, that there is another kingdom in conflict with the kingdom of darkness, and it's the kingdom of God. It's the kingdom of Christ. It is the kingdom of heaven. It is the king of glory that we serve. Hallelujah. Let me read this again. For though your hearts were once full of darkness, now you are full of light from the Lord. 
and your behavior should show it. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Try to find out what's pleasing to the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Even though we're children of light by faith in Jesus Christ, we must choose to walk in the light. Ephesians 2, 1 through 3 gives us this challenge. Listen, it says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Underscore that, children of disobedience. Among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Friend, just as disobedience distinguishes the children of darkness, obedience should distinguish the children of light. The 21st century, the 21st century church cannot and must not continue down the road of compromise. Amen. We should be marked with obedience. Someone has said this, and I'm going to quote it today to you. In the ongoing paradigm shift from a culture of conscience to a culture of consensus, where the word of the group rather than the word of God determines one's feelings, beliefs, and values, it is becoming increasingly clear that we have made polls and surveys the new measure of our morality, worth, and progress right here in America. Be it in print, on radio, TV, or online, more and more media organizations are polling their readers and viewers to get opinions on what is right and wrong in our world and how we should address it. I'm going to read a very familiar passage in the New Testament. And I am constrained by Christ and compelled by the Holy Spirit to trumpet this vital truth to all who will listen. In the issue of light or darkness, we cannot, we cannot, and we cannot and must not let our conduct Line up with a worldview, with a system called the world that's a satanic system, a darkness that is per- prevailing and per- per- permeating and per- per- just, just pervasively uh, influencing all the people of the earth. We are children of the light and we are to live our life in contrast to the darkness. Listen to it. Our conduct will reveal our condition. In the issue of light and darkness, let me say it clearly, our conduct will reveal our condition. Second Corinthians 6, I quote this a lot. Listen to it. Be not unequally yoked together. 6.14-18 through 18. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? I worked, I was bivocational for 12 years of the almost 47 years of ministry. 
full-time ministry. And I worked with unbelievers, and I worked with Satanists, and I worked with agnostics and atheists, but I was not in a social relationship with them. I did not go to their parties. I did not attend their, 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 their functionings. I knew there would be drinking. I knew there would be cursing. I knew there would be behavior that I as a Christian could not and should not enter into. This is not a holier than thou inner, uh, attitude. This is not a self-righteous attitude. This is simply marching to the beat of a different drummer. I follow Jesus Christ without apology. Amen. Listen, no one apologizes to me about the one that they are following. And I'm not apologizing to anyone about he that delivered me, that saved me, that suffered for me, that died for me on the cross. Listen, be ye not unequally yoked. That's the key word. Together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? What communion hath? Here we are, children of light. What communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? In other words, how in the world can we, can we have a relationship with Christ and Belial literally is speaking of the devil at the same time? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, walk in them. I will be their God and they shall be my people. See, we should be distinguished in a world of, of gross darkness. We should be distinguished as day people, as children of the light. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. And I'll be a father to you. And you will be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. I'm going to read a paraphrase of verse 16. It said, Who would think of setting up a pagan idols? Setting up pagan idols in God's holy temple. But that's exactly what we do when we begin to compromise. And we begin to prioritize what the world says is important and make idols out of what the world says is, it should be sitting upon the throne. While researching the theme, can you be a Christian and a pagan? I came across this online essay from the Witness Voice website, which is Voice website rather. And, and by the way, it was a Christian website that sent me to get a testimony from a witch, a male witch at that. Listen to this. And it says, apples and oranges. Apples and oranges, both are fruit. I'm quoting from a male witch that once had a Catholic and therefore a Christian influence background. Listen. Both are fruit, neither is like the other. Outwardly, one is orange, the other red, sometimes green. Inwardly, one is pulpy and segmented, the other is white and crisp in texture. Can one be made into the other? No. Do they complement each other? Yes. 
Can they be put together? Yes, but it's not pretty. Christian witch? Christopagan? Episcopagan? In a word, no. It simply does not compute. Now this is from the witch's perspective. The two are diametrically opposed. Our American society is not conducive to having these blended. Our nation is just simply too young. In the blending, you wind up with a mess. I see too many confused people trying to be both. At one point in all aspects of our lives, we must make choices. From experience, I can speak as a recovered Catholic. That is how I was brought up. And now speak as a witch. It is sometimes something that I always knew I was. It was always a struggle between the two parts. It was not until adulthood that I realized why. Listen, listen, you can't be both. They simply don't mesh. I can say one thing about this guy. He was, he, he was a committed pagan. I don't believe he was ever a real Christian. But I can tell you this. He was a committed pagan. And he's right about one thing. They just won't blend. They just won't blend. A authentic Christianity won't blend with paganism. It won't mesh. And while we earnestly pray that the light of the gospel will shine into the darkness of paganism, we will not dim that light to try to make it compatible. We're day people without apology. The sons and daughters of the Most High God. The sons and daughters of light. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5 verse 11. It says, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. We must never compromise the truth in the name of tolerance, in the name of love. We must never try to blend with the world in order to try to win the world. It's living our life in contrast to it that's going to show someone the way of salvation. Living in the victory, hallelujah, of Jesus instead of being victimized by the devil. Hallelujah. We must prepare ourselves to do spiritual battle in the heavenlies and, and start by behaving what we believe. The hour is late. According to Romans thirteen twelve. the night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. This is no day to try to fit in. This is no day, dear friend, to try to blend. One thing about it, the devil's crowd are not trying to blend. There are tares among the wheat. There are people in churches that are not truly saved and it's very easy for them to to blend in after Sunday morning service and you wouldn't know they were a Christian at all. Listen, but true born again children of light are not trying to blend in. We are seeking to follow our Master and our King, the Lord Jesus Christ. And today the challenge is clear this coming year. 
everyone, let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. We, we desperately need Christians who will let their light shine. Amen. And it's time for the children of the light to no longer put that light under a bushel through compromise, but to lift it up that all in the house may see. Because Jesus is coming soon and because He's worthy of our love and our true devotion. In these last closing hours, if everyone that names the name of Christ would depart from iniquity, the world would see the way of salvation by seeing the glory of the Savior, the offer of salvation and the benefits that it brings in this life and the glorious life in the world to come. Friend of mine, if you don't know Jesus today, you are a child of the darkness. And the Bible said the God of this world has blinded the minds of men. And He uses the darkness to do that. He's the prince of darkness. That lest they would see the glory of the gospel and be saved. Today I believe the Holy Spirit is helping you. If you don't know Christ to see the glory of what He has done for you and what He offers you. And you can be translated out of that prison house of darkness into the kingdom of God's Son. And you can become a child of the light when you become a child of God. Don't run from Jesus. Run to Him. Run to Him. Repent of your sin and be saved in Jesus' name.